He said, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And I think that fits perfectly in wartime because I think that we can be very hopeful about this idea that COVID, you know, vaccines are coming out. This is all going to die down we're all going to travel again. It's that uncertainty piece um, that Wendy was talking about earlier about when and where and what are we going to do. And this, this is just coming off of last week, the CDC just dropped their new ruling on requiring um, mandatory vaccinations upon re-entry into the U.S. So again, that ability to pivot and to be nimble because we can be hopeful and we can be positive about things, but the reality of the situation is we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Our businesses are still having to hit different obstacles along the way. And so we have to make the choice of, are we going to pivot and move with those obstacles as they come, or are we going to succumb to them? But we can't pretend that they're not there. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. we are going to talk about, should you be a wartime CEO? What does that even mean? How are you a wartime CEO? And why does it matter to you now as a travel entrepreneur? So I'm joined today by Ashley and Wendy. <laughs> and when I first pitched this idea, Wendy looked at me and said, well, what, what the heck? <laughs> Not really understanding what you're throwing down here. What I'm throwing down here. So let me explain. It came from listening to a podcast with Brene Brown and Joe Biden, and it spurred this entire conversation between the differences between being a wartime general and a peacetime general. The fact of the matter is we're still in the middle of the global pandemic. We're still in the middle of the COVID crisis. It's still rocking our industry. I think that you need to be a wartime CEO, which means you have to put on a different hat and have a different set of plans with how you run your business in wartime than you do during peacetime. If we were in peacetime, we'd be rocking into wave season. We would be lining up with our usual flood of client inquiries. Maybe we could still be comfortable with being a generalist agent, just kind of taking business as it comes. But that was peacetime. This would be wartime. So we got to look at different business just a little bit differently. So does that make sense? 
first of yes, all. Yes, it does. Yes, makes a lot of sense. And I I got really excited about this topic because um, if you're if you're listening and you don't know this, I I was a, a military intelligence officer in the army for about ten years, and of course I geeked out when she started talking about wartime and whatnot. Um, not that I'm like war hungry or anything. I, actually, it's totally the opposite. It's it's an interesting topic of conversation, and just to give you some context on sort of what this means in a military sense at least the modern day military person would kind of understand this difference in that a wartime general or a wartime sergeant major or whatever, you know, leader you're looking at is focused on kinetic activities, action, you know, keeping things moving, getting things done with limited resources, limited time. Whereas a peacetime general (laughs) has probably too much time on their hands. So they come up with all kinds of ridiculous things for their troops to do, like cutting the yards with scissors of the people that live on the base and filling sandbags and refilling them and piling them into neat piles and painting rocks and just just different things to keep people busy. And if you can imagine, and like this literally happens in the real world, by the way, in the military, just so you know, <laughs> for you guys, to, to think about the difference between a wartime and a peacetime CEO is for us in this COVID times, whether you're a mom like us at home with kids and homeschooling and, you know, the, the type of support that we used to depend on to help us manage these things like daycare and school in person and things like that have closed down. So now not only are we grappling with a industry that's been completely almost completely decimated, but also trying to manage multiple things on the home front. We have very limited time to focus on our business and very limited time and resources to make every action that we take count and yield a profit and do something for us. So we have to take very deliberate, decisive action. And so, you know, we're spending our limited time doing things that will hopefully yield us what we need to keep our business going versus it almost feels luxurious what we had before where we could, you know, leisurely work on our (laughs) Facebook posts and our marketing strategies and quoting itineraries and depending on commission coming in week after week. So it's a very different set of mind, you know, set of actions and different mindset. Well, Wendy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just going to, going to say that yeah, it's with the the level of uncertainty, and as most of us know, it's uncertainty which which ultimately drives you crazy. <laughs> we we as humans are not wired to live in uncertain times, and the level of uncertainty has, I guess, <laughs> got our neurons fired that it makes the the ability to actually make decisions so critical. And to act so critical. And I think that what we probably, I hope I'm speaking for the three of us, espouse is that, you know, it's making the right decisions and, you know, for whatever's best for, for each of us during this time. You know, and I can speak personally that during the pandemic, I made the decision to pivot. I made the strategic decision that since I w- could not book travel and for, you know, really, all intents and purposes, my business died March 17th. 
that I would shift my focus from transformational travel to transformational co- coaching. So does that make me Ashley a wartime CEO? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think every travel every travel advisor that survived 2020 gets to wear yes. the badge of honor of oh, your yes. You know. yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's and it's really is the ability to to move quickly, to 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 stay on your toes and just keep to keep moving because that's and, and also it's it's really it's just remaining resilient. And that under the best of circumstances is not, is not easy, but they always do say that, you know, when things are good, you overlook a lot. When things are bad is when the cracks and, (laughs) you know, the, the crumbling foundations and things like that appear. Wow. That was really a little bit too negative. I I mean, I think, I think you make a good point because it's like wartime CEOs, are forced into making decisions without perfect information. You never have perfect whole information. You have to make decisions on the fly. And in peacetime, you have a lot of time to research and overanalyze. You can hire people to help you negate. You can negate some of the ambiguity and the uncertainty. Whereas in wartime, you really don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Well, in, it's easy in peacetime, you can become complacent about a lot of things mm-hmm. and you don't get that luxury in wartime. You have, I think that you got, I think you hit the nail on the head. You have ubiquitous amounts of time. You can succumb to perfection paralysis very easily. Where the reality of this is that the people that are going to survive wartime are people who can think quick on their feet, who can adapt to change easily, who can pivot when needed, mm-hmm. who aren't going to be stuck. If you think about history, people that struggle the most in wartime are the people that are trying to cling to the status quo behind you and are having a hard time accepting the realities of what is. And it's the the other idea that, that came up in this podcast was the Stockdale paradox. And the Stockdale paradox is Jim Stockdale, who was captured in war um, as yeah. a military member, and in Vietnam, yes. And he said, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And I think that fits perfectly in wartime, because I think that we can be very hopeful about this idea that COVID, you know, vaccines are coming out, this is all going to die down, we're all going to travel again. It's that uncertainty piece that Wendy was talking about earlier about when and where and what are we going to do. And this this is just coming off of last week, the CDC just dropped their new ruling on requiring um, mandatory vaccinations upon re-entry into the U.S. So again, that ability to pivot and to be nimble because we can be hopeful and we can be positive about things, but the reality of the situation is we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Our businesses are still having to hit different obstacles along the way. And so we have to make the choice of, are we gonna pivot and move with those obstacles as they come, or are we gonna succumb to them? But we can't pretend that they're not there. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because it's like, we we have to be able to, use both skill sets though too like we have to be able to work effectively in a a so-called peacetime and effectively work 
in a wartime because at some point we're not going to be in the middle of COVID, hopefully. And, you know, who knows what might come up next in the next 20 years um, that would force us to put back on our wartime hat. But I think that's what's the most challenging for people because, like you mentioned, Crystal, some people have a hard time adjusting to wartime management, whereas some people also have a hard time adjusting to peacetime. A perfect historical example that I always am like fascinated with is Winston Churchill. If you're listening and you've watched The Crown, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, the number of biopics that there have been on Winston Churchill out there are just fascinating. But um, right. he's a really effective wartime <laughs> leader, not so much peacetime. Um, and I personally had like sort of a microcosm of this experience a couple of weeks ago. I finally put my daughter in my, she's an eight months daughter in daycare, which finally sounds like a really weird way to put it, but she started daycare and I dropped her off, cried in the car, you know, had the whole <laughs> thing. And then when I got home, I was like, oh my gosh, I have absolute freedom and I have so much freedom. I don't even know what to do with myself right now. So it's like, I've been in wartime CEO mode this whole time. And now that I have a little bit of quote unquote peacetime, I don't even know what to do with it. So it took me almost a week to sort of adjust to like having some freedom there with my schedule and having time. So it's interesting that even if you've adjusted easily to one mode, it can be a transition to adjust to the other. Do you guys have any thoughts on how yeah. to do that? Well, actually, I think that's a re that's a really an amazing point because I think that CEOs who come out come out the uh, you know this pandemic on the other side successfully are the ones who were able to make that mental leap that you know I know a lot of I know a lot of CEOs that either continued on with their massive busy work the massive busy work with the hopes that the phone will ring with the hopes that something will happen and then there's another category that that became very dark and very you know sitting with no lights on in the corner kind of thing just <laughs> mindless um but there's this third category that i think are the ones that will be the successful ones where we're able to take a step back and while continuing to do what needs to happen for the business to run, we're able to take some time to reflect and to do things to solidify the business, to grow the business, to make sure that the foundation of the business was, you know, the foundation of the business is stable and able to flourish when the world changes again. And I think those are the those are the people who, no matter what business, are the ones I think that will come out come out ahead and able to be because I think they're more adaptable and flexible, which I think are really important skills to have. And as for you started to ask before I hop in about, I would say that chunking time and scheduling time is so critically important really in, in whatever it is that we do. And being able to set aside time that you work on your business as opposed to in your business, no matter when. I mean, ultimately, to take away from the, to get off of the, the war piece, even though 
this is the pandemic is a war where, you know, lives don't, we, we don't, you know, we're not sending troops into battle. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to, to make decisions in our businesses and, and pivot or do what we need to do at this time. I think if we give ourselves the opportunity with pretty clear minds, I think it's just being able to take away that, I guess, maybe even the a bit of the emotional side and just, and, and focus. So sorry, Crystal. (laughs) Well, I think that you hit it right on the head that it gives you the ability to focus. And if you can see the opportunity in that TA has got nothing but time for most of 2020. And so a lot of us, the, the ones that really struggled with what to make use of that time were the people that could not get out of that cycle of uncertainty and that cycle of busy work and that cycle of needing to get things done for the sake of getting things done. And I, if you've, you've heard me say this before, it's human nature that we want to add chaos onto chaos because in some way doing something makes us feel better than doing nothing. And again, that's part of being a wartime CEO, wartime general should be able to look at the big picture and know when actually the answer is to do nothing. It's to wait, it's to pivot. And what I think is really beautiful about this time is that it forced a lot of travel advisors to pivot on something. And I think Wendy was the perfect example of this mm-hmm. on something that she had in the back of her head for a really long time and wanted to go do it and wanted to pivot to coaching. And this really forced her hand to move up her timetable a lot faster than what she originally thought. Same thing with the membership program that we launched for Kinship Travel Academy. That idea had been ruminating in Ashley's head for a really long time. And it was just a matter of finding the time to do it. But if we had been so focused on trying to keep the boat afloat on a sinking ship, in of our travel with our travel businesses and tried so hard to try to salvage something that couldn't be salvaged, not because of anything we were doing wrong, but because again, it was a pandemic in play that was canceling a lot of our trips and a lot of our vacations. If we were working really hard to hustle for trips that couldn't be booked and instead took the leap of faith to pivot, to look elsewhere, to take a pause and say, okay, what's next? What's the possibility? What could be next? And I think that's who's going to survive the rest of this, however it might unfold here in 2021 and into 2022, are the people who can sit back, take a breath and say, okay, what's the plan here? Where do I want to go? Yeah. And I think, I think practically speaking too, like I can say from my own personal experience, my agency's expenses were fat and happy in 2019 and I was going into 2020 in the same way. And then as soon as March came around, I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to take a deep dive into my expenses. And I did, I went through it with a fine tooth comb and sadly had to cancel all kinds of services and downgrade all kinds of stuff, pull back on, you know, virtual support. Unfortunately, I had to do a lot of hard, make a lot of hard, fast decisions because I knew that, and maybe I didn't do this as early as March. Maybe it was more like April, May, one or two months into the COVID disruption. One of the things I did practically speaking was severely trim my expenses because just, I didn't personally feel comfortable trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And by that, I mean, 
You know, I know one of the pivoting strategies that was pushed in the early pandemic was sending people on, you know, national park trips in the U.S. Like, I just didn't think my customer base was ready to have that shoved down their throat. So I made that decision. And I'm not saying anybody did anything wrong by doing that. I'm just saying, like, I saw that happening quite a bit in the agency world, um, agent world. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able to push travel right now. So I need to, the only thing I can really do is decrease expenses. Were there any practical things that you guys do or that you think um, agents, if they haven't done it at this point, could also do to help, you know, stay afloat, maintain, (laughs) maintain through the war, which hopefully will be over soon. Yeah, I think the first thing would be really ask yourself, what is the strategy? What is the strategy right now? And know who your ideal client is. And so that you know, because when you know your ideal client, you know who you're working with, you know when they're ready to go back to traveling. And Mm -hmm. you can start to plan accordingly. You can make your business plan around that. You know how to budget around that. And then you know if you need to be pivoting to other things prior to that to bring in additional income. And also, no, now is a really good time to ask yourself, are you in alignment with that ideal client? Are you in alignment with the people that you're serving? And if not, now is a really good time to switch because you have the time to lay the track to make that happen. And don't be afraid to pause things. Again, I we talk about it with our members all the time and it came up in a coaching call. Um, it is okay for you not to launch your blog for another six months and front load some things and see if you can maybe work ahead so you're not feeling like you're getting chased by the ball all the time. What do you think, Wendy? Oh, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, again, it's it's being able to work on your, be able to work on your business as opposed to the day-to-day in your business. And, you know, while I would never diminish, uh, you know, what this year has done to any of us, there has been opportunities, you know, to, to, to have the time to look at, look at your business critically, you know, with a, and even with a clear eye that doesn't necessarily occur at other times. So yeah, I definitely agree. Well, and you guys mentioned something that I, I forgot, like, (laughs) while some of us have experienced severely limited time because of the COVID pandemic, and mostly it's been people who have small children at home who, you know, now don't have the support mechanisms that they had in the past. Other people have had extra time um, because they're not doing as many bookings. So it is interesting that everybody's experience has been different relative to time um, to work on your business versus in your business. So some of, you know, some people have had to decide what are the crucial priorities right now with my limited time, whereas some people have had to decide what do I do with my extra time now that I'm not actually <laughs> um, inundated with working in my business or servicing clients. So. Um, you know, that's, I think it comes back to what Crystal said too, is just like, what is your strategy, keeping your eyes on the prize and maintaining your sight on that. And that's very applicable to a wartime general as well. They're always maintaining sight of their strategy. So it it is interesting that there's so many parallels there in that, um, in that, uh, what do you call it? Allegory, not allegory, but analogy. There you go. (laughs) 
words. See, I told you it'd be an interesting topic. <laughs> yes. yes, you were right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it at that today, guys. If you have any questions, of course, we're always going to continue the conversation in our travel advisor or training and mentorship Facebook group. Link in show notes. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel Biz CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.